When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello there. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Live Free Creative Podcast, episode number 132, Declutter your digital photos. This is a highly anticipated episode. In fact, digital decluttering or how to organize and sort through and purge and get a better handle on all of your most precious digital photos and videos is one of the questions that I've been asked the most over the last several years of my own personal organization decluttering minimizing journey. I believe that I am not alone in the desire to have all of my favorite memories and pictures of my family and of my husband and of my own youth growing up years all collected together into one easy to access place. For something this important, I wanted to go to an expert, and I'm thrilled to have Casey Von Stein joining me on the show today. Casey is also known as Miss Freddie. She is a professional photographer and a professional digital photo organizer. She is going to share with us today her four-step process to getting all of your pictures into one easy-to-access, easy-to-locate, easy-to-enjoy place. Not only does Casey share with us on the podcast today, but she also can help you individually. Her best-selling Backup Bootcamp is an incredible program that I have purchased and gone through on my own that helps walk you through the specific steps that she's going to talk about today. We'll talk a little bit about it in the interview, but I want you to know that it's a fantastic resource that once you buy it, you have it forever, so you can refer back to it. I recently referred back to mine because I'm doing my annual maintenance. You can find my special affiliate link for Backup Bootcamp in the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for episode 132. And I have a $10 discount code available for you. Use the code LIVEFREE when you sign up and you will get $10 off of the already affordable registration fee for Backup Bootcamp with Miss Freddie. I have to tell you that some types of organizing in your home feel really good for the way that your house looks and the way that it functions, especially something like the kitchen, really digging in and organizing and junky in the kitchen can make your meal planning and your flow as you cook and prepare lunches and breakfasts and, you know, just all the pieces of the logistics of your day go a lot more smoothly. Something like organizing your digital photos and videos creates such an emotional connection to your own life. It creates this feeling of safety and security and joy that is really sometimes hard to access when all of those really important memories are scattered throughout different devices or you're unsure about whether they are actually protected or saved. I'm sure some of you have had the experience of 
feeling like you may have accidentally erased a whole hard drive worth of photos or lost a phone or a computer that had a bunch of memories saved on them. And that really distressing feeling of feeling like you're missing pieces of your life. As I was preparing for this episode, I did one of those photo challenges on Instagram. You know, the one where someone leaves a question box that says, show me a picture of, and then the different members of the community can leave ideas for what they would like to see a picture of. Well, I had hundreds of respondents to my show me a picture of as we were on our road trip heading back for the holidays. The range of ideas that I got for pictures I could share went from college days to when your children were babies to your favorite vacation you've ever been on to a room that you've designed that you really loved. It was A to Z and all over the timeline of my life. I quickly was able to hop into Amazon Photo, which is now where all of my photos are stored. Ever since they became digital from 2002 until now, 2021, my photos are all there in chronological order. And I was able to answer these questions by simply hopping to the year, the month, and around the day or week that I thought something might have happened and I could quickly scroll through and see these pictures. It was fascinating to have the feeling of empowerment and of security and of love of being able to almost time hop through my own life and all of the different places I've been and and how my family has grown and changed over the years. Dave and I have lived in about a dozen different homes since we got married. And I have every single one of those captured in some way throughout this massive gallery that Miss Reddy helped me put together into one special place. Needless to say, I am thrilled that Casey is here with me today to share some advice with you and help you feel some of that same empowerment and freedom and joy that comes from having your digital assets organized properly. Before I jump into the interview, let me share a quick magical adventure moment. The other night, it was snowing gently in Richmond, and I was sitting in my hot tub in our backyard, facing away from my house towards the backyard, and I was struck by how beautiful the snow looked falling down in between my hanging bistro lights. About a year ago, I decided I wanted to put bistro lights up in our backyard. I went to the internet, where one goes for all information and advice, discovered which strands of bulbs were recommended for long-term outdoor use, which cable kit would make it possible for those lights to hang for a long time without drooping, sagging, or being at risk for falling down into the yard. I ordered the supplies and I set them all out on my back table. While I had done all different types of DIY projects over the years, I had never attempted to hang up long-term lights using cables and wires to go from the house to different trees in the yard that I'd selected as being the perfect distance apart from each other to suspend these magical light bulbs. I climbed up on a ladder to begin with the first section of cable. I screwed the eye bolt into my siding, which was a little bit scary, threaded the cable through, clamped it with the tool that I had purchased, and crossed my fingers that it was going to hold tight. As I threaded the wire across to the 
first tree and climbed up on the ladder and screwed in an eye bolt and threaded through that wire again, clamped it tight, and then strung the lights up along it. Over the next couple hours, I continued with this process of screwing in an eye bolt into a secure location like my tree and threading this super heavy, intense gauged wire through it and clamping it down with a specialized tool that would hold it together despite the rain and the freeze and the snow that would come in the year ahead. And then I strung the lights on one by one across these wires to hold everything in place. While I worked, my kids were at school, my husband was at his office, and I was alone in the backyard with the dog and the chickens, figuring this thing out. My fingers got a little tired and worn, and I scuffed my knuckles more than once on the heavy bark of these trees that I'm connecting the wires to. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of initial effort. And when I plugged in the end of the light strand to my dusk to dawn timer that I have plugged in to the back porch outlet, and those lights switched on for the first time, I felt like I had won a gold medal at the Olympics. I felt like I had climbed to the top of a mountain. The yard lit up at once like we were having a party or a celebration of our everyday life. I have watched those lights in the yard shine on through rainstorms, through balmy summer evenings as my garden grew and spilled over the garden boxes. As my kids have run outside to jump on the trampoline and slide down the slide. As we've heated up burgers and corn on the grill for a perfect family barbecue. And over this winter, as I've sat in the hot tub and watched the snow fall and the snowflakes shine like gleaming diamonds as they drift down to the ground. I recently came across a poem that I shared on Instagram about falling in love more. How we can fall in love with everyday moments in our lives and fall in love with catching a smile from across the room of our toddler or the way that the forks gleam so nicely as they are nestled together in the drawer. Or yes, the way that the snow falls like crystals next to those lights hanging in our backyard. Once again, a good reminder to me how everyday moments in our lives can become magical if we have the eyes to see them, and how, with a little bit of effort, something that feels overwhelming and maybe a little bit out of our reach, something that we haven't ever done before, can become something that we have completed and makes us feel empowered and joyful. That is my magical adventure moment. Now let's jump into my interview with Casey. Hello there, Casey. How are you doing today? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you. It's so fun to be chatting with you. Okay. So for those of my audience who aren't familiar with you, I'm sure that they are all just so excited to dive into what it is that you do and how you can help them with the mess that they've created (laughs) with their digital photos and videos in their lives. Would you give us just an overview of, you know, introduce us to who you are, a little bit about your family and, and your background, how you really got started in your journey of becoming a professional digital photo organizer. 
So I started as a professional photographer, actually, um, about 10 years ago. I've done all kinds of different photography, wedding, kids, and it was, let me see, six years ago that I settled into being a family photographer and I became Miss Freddie at that time. I was looking for something that was easy for kids to say and my parents had called me Freddie since birth because embarrassingly I looked like Fred Flintstone as a baby and so they started calling me Fred and I became Freddie and so I decided to finally after all those years embrace that nickname and let my clients call me Miss Freddie and it was just something memorable for kids. Well then I realized all of my clients needed help with their photos and they were looking to me as a photographer as someone who has knowledge of organizing and handling and backing up photos and I started offering some classes on how to do it and some blog posts. And quickly I realized this is a skill not many people have. Um, It is something that everyone is desperate for. And quickly the demand for organizing services overcame the the demand for my photography services. And so last year I started focusing full-time just on organizing people's photos. And it's still kind of like a crazy thing every day. I'm like, is this really a job, but it is. Everyone needs help with this. Yeah, I I love that. I love recognizing the need and really like having a practical solution for people who all of us living in the digital age have this problem. And your story of your origin as a photographer reminds me that I was the photography client. One of my very best friends from my youth growing up became a family photographer and she shot our our pictures uh when my young, my, when my oldest was a baby. And I remember asking her after she sent me the file and I remember asking her, what do I, you know, how do I incorporate these in? At the time I was just using the Apple photos on my computer and I had everything in folders and stuff, but it was all in this one program that I couldn't figure out how to then take things out or put them back in. You know, like if she shot pictures for me, I was having a hard time managing it. And it's one of these, one of these areas where we think that going digital is going to make our life so much simpler and easier. And to, I mean, looking around our homes maybe a little bit, you don't see boxes of photos and film and and things maybe like you would have in our parents' homes at our, these same stages and ages of life. But it, the digital age has created this other problem that all of our photos are yeah. then hidden away in a way that we have a hard time accessing them and we feel like it is a special skill, which it really is to sort of understand uh, how to keep them organized, how to access them when we need them. I'm so curious what you see as some of the main obstacles that your clients, now having worked with people organizing photos for several years now, what are some of the main obstacles that your clients face when it comes to their digital photos and videos? I think you just described one of them. So when you have physical clutter, you can see, okay, there's some in this, there's a box in this closet and a box in the basement and a box in the attic. And we have created that same problem digitally. We've got a box sitting in Google Photos and a box sitting in Apple Photos and a box sitting on an old hard drive. We even hold on to old computers because we're afraid to throw away old computers because what if we didn't get the photos off of them? And so that's the biggest hurdle that I see is that our digital life doesn't have a defined hub. We don't have one place that everything is stored. And that part is a hurdle. You have to get out all of those old places and get out the sources and go through the work of putting them into one place. But as soon as you have your whole life in one place, even if it's a huge mess, 
you're instantly less overwhelmed because you're like, well, at least this hard drive holds everything in one place. And the overwhelm, overwhelm kind of decreases because it's not scattered anymore. So I think that is the most frequent issue. Everyone has that situation. Everyone's photos are scattered right now. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that we we went from having a system where you might take pictures on a bunch of different device, you know, different cameras over the years and stuff, but once they were published, like uh, I can't even think of the word right now, developed, once they were developed and you had hard copies, then you just knew where they were and you could put them mm-hmm. all from all different sources into one box. But right now with digital, it is sort of an interesting thing to have like you mentioned old computers I'm just laughing at that because one of one of the computers that I have in my house right now is mostly just because the hard drive on the computer has photos on it and it is I'm using it as backup it's not something that I access or or get into all the time and all uh when I this is one of the computers that when I discovered you uh, a couple years ago I was I feel v- pretty organized in my regular life I love decluttering. I talk about decluttering. I teach about decluttering. Physical clutter is not really a sticking point or a friction point in my life. Digital clutter is something that I just kept putting off and I knew that I needed to do something about it, but I kept putting it off because I was so overwhelmed and I felt really unqualified, to be honest. I mean, you don't really need to have a deep understanding of anything to be able to like move some kitchen accoutrements to a donation box. But it gets a little bit trickier when we're dealing with digital technologies. I feel like apps and programs are changing all of the time. Computers even are changing all of the time. I kept worrying not only that I would – well, my number one worry was that I would lose everything, that I would start trying to get involved with decluttering my digital photos and that I would accidentally erase them all and just like there there it goes all the most important things you know are gone um the next problem that i had was that it i i was so overwhelmed by having not started with a system like i didn't have a system when i started taking digital photos in 2005 you know i didn't i didn't ever start with a system so then i didn't i didn't have anything to go off of i had 15 years of pictures just mm-hmm everywhere. And I remember reaching out to you. I, I asked on Instagram, you know, what should I do? And I had a couple people say, oh my gosh, you have to just look up Miss Freddie. She'll solve all your problems, <laughs> which was true. You did. <laughs> I uh, I reached out to you and I remember doing the contact form on your email or, or on your website and feeling this like overwhelming amount of shame. Like I have three computers, six hard drives, photos on every different program imaginable, two iPhones between my husband and myself. Like there are pictures everywhere. It is the biggest. It's like an episode of Hoarders in my digital life. And I, one of my favorite things about how you approach that was like, oh, it's nothing that I haven't seen before. There is no problem too big. You are never so far gone in your digital clutter that we can't bring it back around and get you to a place where you have a great slick system that helps you not only get decluttered initially, but stay organized over time. Yes. I think you have articulated everybody's situation because every client on our first call, they say, I promise I'm really organized in my real life. If you came over, like, you know, my house is clean, but I'm just so embarrassed to show you my digital life. And we've never had training. I mean, it's okay. Like you've never been trained on how to deal with your digital life. This is new territory for the most part. And so that's why I created the system that I did. And I call it the backup bootcamp uh, because 
I've learned shortcuts that make it easier. So you talked about your biggest fear of I'm going to do something wrong and actually like delete everything. And then I'll be in a worse place than when I started. That is a very real fear. And so I designed my workflow through Back at Bootcamp to first step, we're making a copy of everything on a hard drive and we're just making a whole new photo library for you. That's all cleaned up and organized and nothing's happening to the originals through this whole process because they're there if we make a mistake and we need to revert back to them. So I designed it that way to hopefully ease some of the anxiety because this is legitimately a very scary undertaking. When you're talking about organizing your photos, there's so much fear there. So that's why I set it up. We're making a whole brand new copy. Think of it as like a bridge you can cross over from your old world that's a mess to this new world that's cleaned up. And your old world remains intact until you decide, okay, I'm ready now to delete it. Yeah, I love that visual. Make My kids are big Minecrafters and it reminds me of that. Like you, you can build it all, you can build it all again, and then, you know, slowly take apart what was there mm-hmm. once you no longer need it. Um, and yeah, just so smart. I love the way that you've set up your business to help people directly and also to help people help themselves. Mm-hmm. So when we initially worked together, I hired you to get in, get your hands dirty and organize all of my photos remotely, which is a service that you offer, which is amazing. It's quite an investment and mm-hmm. so worthwhile for people who really just want to have like some of a hands, a little bit more of a hands-off approach. And when I did that, I also made sure that I enrolled in backup boot camp so that I could understand what you were doing and kind of follow along with the system and be able to maintain it over time because you can clean, you know, everyone knows in house cleaning and decluttering and organizing in general, if you do it all one time, that's great. But as soon as you, you know, after you Mm -hmm. do all the laundry, (laughs) the next day you get dressed and you go back to square one of needing to have a place that that, those clothes go to get back in the washer and dryer and back in your drawer the next week. And it's the same thing with your photos. You can get them all organized, but if you don't put a system in place to be able to maintain that over time, then you end up just back where you started again. I mean, significantly less overwhelmed. Yeah, there's always going to be new photos coming into your life. That's never going to stop. So yeah, you need a system and a structure for them so you know exactly what to do with your new things. Yeah, I love it. And and you have such a great one. So I wanted to invite you or ask you if you would share. You have a simple four-step process for just the overview of how to think about your digital photos and the steps to take to do this initial overhaul. And then maybe you could explain a little bit about some of the maintenance that you suggest over time once you've got your system in place. Now, this is all something that you teach in in detail in Backup Bootcamp. And I'm so excited that you're willing to share some of these tips uh, on the podcast as well. Yeah. So I already hit on the first point. So that is, we're going to get everything into one place. So first you'll sit down, make a list of where your photo sources are, and then you'll start copying them slowly over to the hub. I call it a digital photo hub. And almost always that is an external hard drive. The reason I believe strongly in an external hard drive is our computers these days honestly don't always have enough room to house our entire digital collection of photos and videos. And so if we house it on an external hard drive instead, we're not going to burden our computer with that. And we're going to give ourselves ample space to like handle this organizing project. So first step is getting everything onto that external hard drive, copying it. Remember, we're not putting our originals at risk. We're just making a new 
world on this external hard drive where we're going to organize. The second step, now that everything's there and we've created a huge mess on this external hard drive, I have shortcuts, software that will help you clean it up automatically. So the first is a duplicate finder. It's going to analyze all the stuff you just placed on that hard drive and determine if there's duplicates because I guarantee you have some of the same things in Google that are on a hard drive, that are on our old memory card. They're just going to overlap and it's inefficient to try to manage that on your own when you have a piece of software that can do it for you. Yeah, it was really interesting when we were doing this process for me that you mentioned that just within the one Apple program of photos, you might have three saved versions of the same picture in the same program because they mm-hmm. automatically save a like a basic copy. And then if you make any little tweaks to it, like you crop it or you adjust the lighting, it saves an additional copy. And then if you do anything else with it, it saves an additional copy, you know, as you move them around. So you could have five or six of the same photo in mm-hmm. one program. And on the front end, like as you're looking at your computer, you would never know that. But once you move those files onto this hard drive, this duplicate remover is so helpful to just actually peel back. Like you don't need the backup of the backup of the backup. You can just have the, the, the picture as long as it's in one safe place that that you need. And that software like really blows my mind because it's smart enough. It has logic built in so that it knows which is the best version to keep. So it will know like this is the highest resolution of the six I found. So you're going to keep this one or this one is the largest file size. And you can you can adjust that logic, too, if you have personal preferences. But it's just so smart that it will tell you like this is the best one to keep. And you don't have to listen to it. But it's pretty cool that it says this is the best one of the six that I found. Yeah, the software is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, after you run that, you've got everything more cleaned up, but you need a structure in place. So the next step is sorting everything into, I use chronological folders. So I just have simple folders by year. Inside there, there's folders by month. And there is a program, again, another shortcut that will do it for you. It will analyze everything that's on that hard drive. It will look at the dates that they were taken and it will put them into the folders by year and month for you. It's mind blowing. It is such a huge relief. Once they're in folders by year and month, you might not even notice that there's junk in there or screenshots or blurry photos. And you don't even have to worry anymore about that because once they're in folders by year and month, it just looks so much cleaner and it's so much easier to navigate because you have a structure. And so the final step, once you have a structure and it's all organized, is to put a copy of that in the cloud because we don't want to blindly rely on that hard drive to last forever. We want to make sure we have more than one copy. So we'll put a copy of that in the cloud or you can put a copy on another hard drive. You can put them in multiple clouds, but you have the primary copy on your hard drive all organized and then it's up to you where you want to copy that. Yeah. So you've got, at this point, you have all of your original locations, which might be several different computers or different external hard drives or your phone and your iPad, wherever you actually capture images and like store them. Mm -hmm. And then you have your first hard drive where you've collected everything together in order to work with it. And this is like what you're building the kingdom of everything actually being organized and nice looking in folders. and, And then you copy that into somewhere that you don't ever have to really mess with it. Is that the idea? Yeah. And it depends. It varies based on the cloud service you choose. But the the one I set most clients up with 
is Amazon because if they're a Prime member, they're already paying for unlimited photo storage. It's included with your Prime membership. And the Amazon program, it can be installed on your computer, Mac or PC, and you can actually tell it a folder to watch. So you've created this one folder that has all your year month folders and all of your photos in it. You can tell Amazon, watch this folder. So if I add things to it in the future, you'll add them to the cloud for me automatically. So that way, when you make your 2021 folder and you add all your new contents from this year, Amazon will just handle it for you. So you only have to worry about one place and then you've allowed the cloud to automatically back up from there. And the, sec- the second bonus of using something like Amazon or another cloud service is then you have access to that entire hard drive of contents from your phone without it needing to take up space on your phone. So if it's my brother's birthday and I want to go back to our childhood photos that I've scanned, I can go to Amazon and grab a photo of him from our childhood and text it to him. Be like, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. have it all on your phone. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is so wild to be able to finally after, you know, years of feeling like I I remember um cuz I've been a blogger for a long time and I would sometimes want to find an old picture to put in a new blog post about something, you know, I was, you know, telling a story or something. And sometimes I would plug in like three different hard drives and I had uh, to find which hard drive has the pictures from that period of time. Like what was I using that, you know, which computer and hard drive system was I using in 2011, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd have to try to remember this. And once you and I, you mostly, and then you showed me how beautiful it looked, all, had all of my photos into uh, Amazon Photos. It was like this revelation of being able to time hop on my own, time hop, what was I doing this day six years ago? And just mm-hmm. go and look it up. And you know, because we all started taking pictures every single day of our lives when we all got smartphones, 10 years ago, almost every single day there's a picture from some from something. And although that's overwhelming, it's also kind of fun, you know? I don't know if you remember too, but you were using that time hop. After we finished your project, you were using that time hop and you said, like, today's my son's birthday and I'm missing photos from this section of time. And we were able to pinpoint that there was a drive we had missed in the project uh-huh. because you were able to identify the gaps in your photos. And you never would have been able to find that. <laughs> Yeah, Normally. it would have just been yeah on a shelf somewhere in a box, and I and I would have just forgotten about it and felt felt bad later when I'm like, oh shoot, sorry, you don't have any baby pictures. I don't know where they are. Yeah. You know, um, it was actually really interesting. You know, you've probably seen on Instagram. There's that trend of show me a photo of, and yes. then people you know, do that. So I was on a road trip coming back um, from the holidays and we were driving cross country and I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to use this time to do something fun. And went ahead and put that question up and I had, uh, you know, dozens of questions or of show me this, show me that come in. And I quickly using Amazon photos on my phone in the car was able to like, oh, go to our wedding day, go to when my kids were all babies, go to when we lived in Puerto Rico, go to my favorite trip we've ever been on. I mean, it was it was this like really condensed example of I have access in the palm of my hand to every important photo in my life because Miss Freddie went through this process with me and I learned how to do this. And um, it was, and I actually had several people comment because I was doing it pretty quickly. And I also thought to myself, gosh, this would be really hard to do if you didn't have this system set up. And I had a couple of people say, wait, how do you have all of these pictures like in your car? And it's because they're all in the cloud because I did, 
you know, we we organize my pictures and I use Backup Bootcamp to keep them up there. Um, so it really has so much practical application too. Um, one of the things that I'm, I've been thinking about lately that's every single January, I remember that I haven't done a family photo book in about 10 years. And Every single year, I sort of think, oh, I really want to do that, but it's so overwhelming. And actually, this year, last year, I wasn't thinking about it as much. Um, I had a lot of things going yeah. on in my business and my life. But this year, after having so much quiet time in 2020, I realized that this is maybe the first year that I'm actually like physically equipped as far as my photos being organized, that I could easily do that. I could go back and, you know, star favorites and pull them in and have it populate a photo book. And I could probably do, I could probably do a couple this year because my photos are now not everywhere. They're in one central location and it's just, it it will enable me to then use them and enjoy them and love them the way that I want to, that I couldn't when they were so strewn about. Oh, it's so true because photos have become this weight that we carry and like we're so stressed about them and we're feeling so much guilt that we're not doing anything with them so if you can get them organized then it becomes this like freedom like I can make a photo book and then you have time for the things you always talked about doing if you want to make a video for your son's birthday those kinds of things just become so much easier to do and it it brings the joy back like you said it brings the joy back to your photo It's so true. So, okay, I'm going to go through these four tips really quick as a recap, and then I want you to share a couple ideas you might have for maintenance, like once we get things organized, how to kind of stay on track. So mm-hmm. you, your four steps are to first get all of the photos into one one place, and you recommend an external hard drive so you can make a copy of everything and just get them all into one place. Then you're going to use some great software and shortcuts to remove all the extra copies. That's something that you definitely probably want to use soft for, software for because you probably couldn't do it just like it would take hours to go through and try to do that manually. Um, create some structure is number three. And you like chronological order. And I love that. That's what you suggested for us. And actually, when we did that with my photos, I remember thinking of my good friend who's a photographer. And she that's when I, you know, 12 years ago was like, how do you organize your photos? I remember her opening her uh, her folders on her computer and they were like by year and then by month and then by day. And that made so much sense, but nothing that I had ever seen in context of like a computer program had ever done that. So that's another thing that I think maybe is interesting to mention that this, uh, this step takes your pictures out of being embedded into some type of software like a photos program and puts it where the files themselves are accessible from different places. You're not like enmeshing them in something. You're actually taking them out of these areas so that you can work with them more easily. Is yes, because say? there are lots of software programs that require you you to live inside that program to interact with your photos. Apple Photos and iCloud being the best example. Your photos are kind of trapped in what's called a catalog. So anytime you want to make a photo book or a video or something you have to select the items and export them so that you get actual files back instead of just one mass catalog. Yeah. And so that is why I've opted for the simple year month folders. I'm back in control of my photos. I can copy and paste them somewhere. I can take them to Shutterfly or Blurb and make a book. I'm in control of them. They're not locked in a program. Now, after you complete bootcamp and you have all of your folders, if it turns out you loved having a catalog program like Apple Photos, you can make a fresh catalog in Apple Photos and import all your work. And then you could have those folders by year and month 
imported into Apple if, if you like that. Or in Bootcamp, I have tutorials for a program called Adobe Bridge, which is my favorite way to interact with my photos. If you're familiar with Lightroom or Photoshop, it's just created by the same people, Adobe, except for it's free. And it is just a file browser. So if you open one of those year month folders, it shows you the photos that are inside of it, but it's a photo interface. So it's Uh, bigger. You can star your favorites. You can hit delete and it goes right to the trash. The actual file goes to the trash. You can rotate. There's not editing features because they want you to use Lightroom or Photoshop for that and pay for those. But in terms of organizing and interacting with your photos, picking favorites for a project, Adobe Bridge is great because you're working with actual files. Yeah, I love that. So smart. Okay. And then your um, your step four is to copy everything into the cloud so you can access it easily. So once people have gone through that process or they're working on that, uh, even while you're doing that, it's not going to take one day. Like you're not going to sit down no. and do this with all of your pictures. It may take a week or two of sort of dedicated. How, how what, do, I, what do you suggest for people who are starting boot camp? Like how long do you say to sort of give or focus? Maybe it depends on how many. Yeah, it varies a ton. I work with with clients that are all over the board. Some just have two photo sources. Some have 10 photo sources. Some have 10,000 in their iCloud and some have 200,000 in their iCloud. They're all over the place. And so it's hard to say how long it's going to take. But the average across all my clients is usually three weeks to finish Mm -hmm. the organizing. And the majority of that time, is waiting for software to run. Like you run the duplicate finder while you're sleeping, you wake up in the morning and check the results. You're not actively working for three weeks. You're waiting for things to download from the cloud and things to upload from the cloud. But bootcamp is set up in very individual steps. So do the first one, then take a little break if you're feeling tired. Do the second one, take a break if you're feeling tired. But in total, I'd say three weeks is a pretty good estimation. Some people will be faster. Some people will take longer. Yeah, I think that's great just to – I mean, and like you said, it's not like you're working eight hours a day on this. It's no. like a couple steps a week uh, to get it all done and give the time that it needs for the programs to run. So even in the meantime, like you you start working on these steps, you're going to probably still be taking pictures occasionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not, but most people are taking pictures uh, fairly often or videos. or So um, starting – like assuming that you're getting most of your your backup stuff all taken care of, do you suggest any specific tips for like how to manage as we go? Mm-hmm. So the cloud services that I, that I recommend are Amazon, Dropbox, or OneDrive. And when any of those are installed on your phone, they automatically back up the new pictures you're taking. So in the cloud, there'll be a folder that says Casey's iPhone, for example, and all my new pictures as I take them will go there. The cool thing is everything that goes there is named in the file name with the year, month, date. That does not happen with iCloud. And so suddenly I have this folder, Casey's iPhone, with all my files that I'm taking labeled with the year, month, date, and it's just growing over time. So when I feel ready, I can sit down on my computer and very easily file the new contents that are in my Casey's iPhone folder onto my hard drive into year, month folders. because the file names have given me all the information I need. I actually don't even need software to handle that part because I have two folders. I have my historical archive of everything that I created, all those year month folders. And then I have my new folder, my Casey's iPhone, that's just constantly populating with new things. And whenever I feel ready to sit down on my computer, I tell, I call it annual maintenance. I tell people to do it once a year, but some people like to do it more frequently. Mm -hmm. I just 
sort whatever I find in my Casey's iPhone folder. I sort it until it's empty. And that's it. Because then I've worked through everything new that's come into my life. So do you, for example, like in your annual maintenance, would you run the duplicate finder again? Like do you kind of go back to step one? All the photos are already in one folder, but do you go through the steps of um, – you know, removing all the extras. Is that something you do on your phone as you're like, as you're taking pictures, like every couple of weeks, or do you just have everything upload to that file? And then when you do your maintenance, you sit down and go through the steps to make sure you're only keeping what you really want in the long-term yes. storage. I do review the contents of my Casey's iPhone folder and it's like 75% junk if I'm being honest because there's so many screenshots and things I just take in the moment that back up to the cloud. So I do take that extra time to decide, is this even worth filing on my hard drive? And the answer is no for the majority. And then I keep the stuff that I do want to keep and I file it into those year month folders. I don't run the duplicate finder again usually because duplicates are primarily created by us keeping things scattered in multiple locations. And now that you're done and your only source is coming from your phone, usually duplicates aren't an issue then going forward, but you can run that anytime. Once you install that program, you can run it whenever you want to. So if you do start seeing some duplicates, you can run it again. But yeah, usually I'm just evaluating like, is this even worth keeping? Because the reality is it's a lot of junk at that point. Yeah. I've seen a program, I think that it's called Gemini. Maybe I'm curious if you have any experience using one of these programs that doesn't recognize exact duplicates, but that recognizes photos. Like if you're doing a burst or if you I mean, I, as, uh, as a blogger, sometimes I'm taking like 60 pictures of one kind of area of the house or something, and I'm using one of them. Like one of them is what I actually want, but I take a bunch to get different lighting or I, I, I tweak things or I move my angle slightly until I get the right one. Um, is there something other than manually looking at all of those and deciding on my favorite uh, that clears similar but not identical photos? Yes. So the duplicate finder that I use on Mac is called Photo Sweeper. It's very similar to Gemini, but I just like the interface a little better. And it has that feature where you can lower the matching level. So if you have your matching level high, they're true duplicates, like the exact same file, maybe not the exact same file name or date because it's actually visually comparing your items. But if you have that matching level set high, then they're real visual matches. If you lower it, it will bring back things like that, where maybe you have a black and white and a color version of the same photo, or maybe you have a series of 10 family photos and someone's eyes are closed and six of them, and you can make that decision. So it is a, it is a neat tool you could use to kind of bring those decisions all into one place and then just tap on the photos that you choose to keep and then hit delete for all the rest. Yeah. So smart. Oh, I'm like relieved all over again talking <laughs> with you through this process because I just I feel like it's some it's so easy. This is just like with physical clutter, it is so easy to accumulate mm-hmm. and it feels really hard to organize and and purge. But the truth is that it just requires a, a tiny bit of uh of understanding of a system. As soon mm-hmm. as you put just a simple system in there. Then, I mean, once you've done, you have to do the, 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 like, okay, let's start with the big mess and do that big overhaul. It's kind of like Marie Kondoing everything, going through the whole house, going through all, you know, but once you get there, uh, you can just keep, keep the momentum and keep the organization and keep the system running. And 
all of that weight that you feel and the fear around not not taking care of your photos, not knowing how to access them, not being able to save them and preserve them for for the future or use them the way you want to use them for photo books or for videos or whatever, all of that fear and weight can just be lifted and you can feel yes. delighted once again by the memory making and the and the beauty and power of, of photos. And you can hopefully sleep better because you feel confident that they're properly backed up and you're not going to lose everything in an accident, you know? Yeah. I do well, think one thing that one thing that helps people that I usually tell them if they're getting started is don't worry about the junk for now because people are avoiding this project because they feel like, well, my library is the messiest of any library and I'm not going to be able to tackle this. But you can follow anybody, no matter the, the size of your library, can follow the same steps, that those four steps. And if you put junk aside and you don't worry about the junk, you'll be able to complete those four steps and you can come back at any time. Those four steps are so important for giving you that peace of mind and that relief. Then maybe a year from now and you're feeling inspired, you can come back and start cleaning up some of those year month folders if you want to, but maybe you won't even need to anymore. So I think if you just put the junk out of your mind for now, you can focus on what really matters and get this project done And then you can make a choice like, okay, well, starting now, I'm going to handle my photos differently. Now I have a structure. And then maybe every day you spend a little time cleaning up your camera roll or every week, every Sunday night, you spend a little time cleaning up your camera roll. So you can kind of change what's coming into your life after you've, you know, after you've gotten the priorities straight and you've gotten your collection all organized and properly backed up. Yeah, that that's so smart and such a good point that sometimes we will just create the idea of why we don't want to get started because like mm-hmm. I mean make a problem that isn't actually there because the the beautiful thing about digital uh digital things like photos are that they no longer take up any actual space or or I mean mm-hmm. tiny like minuscule amounts of space. So it's okay. I would never suggest that someone organize their whole house without considering what to get rid of. But this is opposite. With digital clutter, uh, some of your photos might not be award-winning photos. They might not be things you even want anymore. But because they don't take up that extra space, you can organize it all first and then purge later if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's interesting to kind of just it is think about how those are backwards and just recognize that, that, you yeah. know, it, because I think we do have this, I know I do, in my head, I've got the editing and purging is one of the main yes. steps in a decluttering process. But when it comes to these digital files, that is a secondary step. That the first thing to do is to organize so that you can even access what matters most. And then once that's all in place and it's all backed up in a safe way, you're gonna. It's gonna be so much easier and more fun because you can, you know, you can target. You could just say, I'm gonna go through one month worth of photos, you know, every every week or two or every mm-hmm. month and 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 do the de-junk on the back end rather than having that prevent you from getting the system set up in the first place. So that's a really good point. point Because yeah, if you're decluttering your closet, like there's a finite number of things you have to go through and you're going to see the finish line. When you're trying to declutter your photos, you could be dealing with 200,000 files that you need to go through. You're not going to see the finish line there and you're going to lose hope and motivation and you're just going to stop. So it's so much easier to clean, to get it organized and backed up first. And then, like you said, go back. I literally make a little post-it note checklist because I'm a checklist person and I will write down the years, 2009, 2010, 2011. And I will 
you know, just spend, okay, today or this week, my focus is going to be the 2009 folder. And then I can check it off when I'm done. But you might not even need to do that step. Once it's organized and backed up, you might feel so relieved that you never even go back to do it, but it's possible and it becomes more manageable because the 2009 folder is not 200,000 items. It's one, it's like a, it's like a closet that you're decluttering. It's small and it's manageable at that point. Yeah. Yeah. This is so great. I appreciate all of these really practical, uh, manageable tips for helping people get started, how to kind of go through the system and what to start, you know, doing in the meantime to kind of think about the way that we're managing our digital files uh, from day to day. Are there any like any words of wisdom or advice that you would for someone who's still feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, I don't like I really need to do this, but I don't know if I could or if I would understand well enough or if I if I really get, you know, mm-hmm. c- could. Um, what would you what would you tell someone who wants wants to get started and doesn't really uh, feel like they'll be able to or that they have the confidence to? That they have to just start because sitting here and overthinking it is not making progress to get you to the finish line on this. So you have to just start. The second thing or a great place to start, I have a free quiz on my website if you go to missfreddy.com slash cloud that you answer some really simple, quick questions and it will give you a suggested cloud service for you based on what you input into the quiz. And install that app on your phone and just let your phone start backing up. Like that will take you two minutes to do the quiz and to to install the app you need. And then at least you're, you're starting. Once all that finishes backing up, then you can jump into the backup bootcamp and start working on that external hard drive. But you have to just start. Maybe go take the cloud quiz. I feel like that's a great quick, easy place to make some progress. Yeah, I love that. It, I I echo that advice uh, for your digital clutter and for all of the other things that are sitting in your head that you want to do. Sometimes the best way to get started is just to get started. Take that first tiny step and you'll start to, you don't feel the motivation or the momentum until you begin. A lot of times we're waiting for that. We're like, I want to feel motivated to dive into my decluttering you feel motivated once you begin. Once you take that step, that's when you start to feel how 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 interesting it is and how fun it is and that you can do it and you can be be confident about it. You can't wait to feel like it's time. It's, yeah. No, time time was yesterday. Like time was 2010, if we're being yes. honest. So <laughs> for most of us. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if you're waiting for that like two week period where you have literally nothing to do, that's never going to happen. It's, it is. I know. If you didn't or organize all of your photos in 2020 during quarantine, you will never have the like, there's yeah. never going to be a time that we have the time that we thought that we had, you know? So um, yeah, now, now is always the right time. Um, such great advice and just inspiration to get started and and your tips are so wonderful. I am going to make sure that everyone has the link to Backup Bootcamp and you're so generous to share a discount code with my audience. I hope that people will feel inspired and ready to just jump in and make it happen. This is a, a great thing to get started on. We're still close to the beginning of the year. You could have all of your digital photos organized and in the cloud, easy to access by the end of 2021 for sure. Maybe even by the summertime if you get started now. So for sure, Casey, good. Yes, very much you can. Yeah, it's time. Uh, thank you so much for for being here and for sharing all of your wisdom and your uh, your insights with us. I it's a really specialized thing that you do. This sort of niche you created for yourself of digital photo professional, digital photo organizer. Uh, so I'm. I'm thrilled that you're able to jump in and share. 
It is such a crazy thing to have as a job, but I love it. And, and it's, oh, I hope, I just love helping so many people get over this overwhelm that they feel it's, it's the best. Yeah. That's a good feeling to create some solutions for things that cause so much, uh, sort of underlying stress and, Mm -hmm. and frustration. So, okay. Well, I hope that everyone, uh, will, jump over and follow Casey on Instagram. I'll make sure that we have links to her website and to um, following her for simple tips. You can join her newsletter list. She, she shares an email once a month and um, and definitely head and take that, that uh, quiz on the website so that you can figure out which cloud service will serve you best. Uh, thanks so much, Casey. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much again to Casey for all of her expert knowledge and tips for getting your digital photos organized. I wanna just recap her four tips one more time really quickly. First is to get all of your photos into one external space and make copies. Number two is to remove all the extra copies using a duplicate finder. Number three is to create structure She likes chronological order, which is what I like as well. And number four is to copy everything to the cloud for easy access. When you head to livefreecreative.co slash podcast, look for episode 132. And I will link Casey's website, her Instagram, as well as the registration page for Backup Bootcamp, along with that $10 discount. So you can jump in and get started. Casey walks you through with audio and video and written instructions. You cannot go wrong. You follow along exactly. And she will walk you through the process of getting all of your photos into the cloud, organized and beautiful for safekeeping. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show. Make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can also support the show by becoming a Patreon member. Podcast Plus is a beautiful place to hang out. We do an extra bonus episode every month over there, as well as a digital book club where you can gather together with some friends online and discuss a recent self-development read. Podcast Plus is available through patreon.com slash livefreecreative. I also want to invite you to leave a review of the podcast if you haven't done so yet. Those five-star written reviews make a huge impact over on iTunes. And lastly, as always, if you enjoyed this show or any of the other episodes you've listened to, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on social media. Tell your friends that you love listening to Live Free Creative Podcast. I love creating this free weekly resource for you, a place where you can come and learn and maybe have some new ideas or feel inspired to live your life a little more aligned with your own principles and values. Find the freedom in doing the things that you love, in setting yourself up for success, in filling your life with a little bit more creativity, adventure, and intention. It makes my week and hopefully it adds a little bit of joy to yours. Okay, talk to you next time. See you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.